0: The 630 Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Right now, some really, really incredible news out of the U of A about a, a cancer drug, Daryl, that mm-hmm. is uh, showing some great promise. It is. You know, in the midst of this worldwide pandemic, it seems like in the in the public discussion, other health issues, other major issue, issues have sort of been shunted to the side. But obviously, the fight against cancer continues. There are so many people, hundreds of thousands, millions of people in, in the country who've been affected by cancer in one way or another. Of course, on Monday, the world's longest hockey game wrapped up after more than 250 straight hours. They raised nearly $2 million. And that money specifically is going toward Alberta research into a new drug called PCLX. Zero zero one, and some proponents are touting it as the vaunted cure for cancer so is that hyperbole is it realistic is it too good to be true let's find out dr john Mackey is director of clinical trials at the cross cancer institute leading the research team into this drug thank you so much for taking time to chat with us on a friday afternoon doctor oh well, it's, uh, it's my pleasure daryl it's my pleasure Jaylen. So explain to me whether or not this is hyperbole. Is it just wishful thinking? Is it too good to be true? Or does this drug truly have the potential to be, uh, given that, that, that name, cure for cancer? Tell me about it a little bit in, in the overall uh, way that it works.
1: Well, I guess the background is that when a good idea is discovered by a scientist uh, it goes through a series of steps until finally we, we get to test it in people and learn whether in fact we've got a drug or just an, a good idea that unfortunately didn't work. Mm-hmm. And so this particular idea is, is a local scientist, a fellow named Luke Bertillon, who's a university professor, and he found some biology in cancer cells that looked like if we used a a special kind of medication against those cancer cells, we should be able to kill cancer cells and leave normal cells relatively uh, unaffected. So in principle, this is a very promising approach because it gives us the possibility of selectively killing cancer cells and and the intention is to leave normal cells unaffected by this new treatment approach. The bottom line is... You know, mm-hmm. if you're if you're a rodent with cancer, you know we we can do amazing things for you, but we have to try it in people to really know what we've got.
0: So, but you believe that this 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 has great potential, right? That it's almost like a smart bomb that goes in, kills the cancer cells, leaves everything else alone. A lot of the cancer drugs that we have right now do not do that. Is this a a certain type of drug that you, everybody around the world has been trying to track down to try to isolate?
1: The reality is, this is a, a very poorly understood part of cancer biology. It's a little byway that very few people have ever tracked down. In fact, there's really only five laboratories in the whole world that are interested in this little niche of biology. And we're lucky to have a local world expert on it, Vic Berthium, who has brought the field into a far more prominent role with the work that he's done over the last uh, 20 years here. I got involved eight years ago because the idea sounded so promising to me. Mm and the two of us have been you know working uh, diligently to take this idea through the steps where we would actually have a medication that we could try in people and really answer the questions about is the promise and the potential this is showing going to be a reality for our patients
0: and we're getting close to finding that out or at least the first part of that because clinical trials are about to get underway correct
1: Absolutely. And clinical trials are the most important process that we have to go through when we take a, a good idea like this one and, and, you know, bring it into the clinic and find out whether, you know, it's, it's as billed and as hoped or whether something is going on that uh, we didn't expect and there are surprises in for us. So the clinical trial process is very, very much key here. And we're thrilled to say that we think we've lined up all of the, the many, many ducks and Jumped over all the many hurdles and all the safety requirements and all the ethics issues that are before us. And we're hoping to put our very first patients on this new kind of cancer
0: therapy in May of 2021. Oh, okay. So I was actually thinking that it was sometime earlier this year. So why the delay? Is it because you say you've jumped through the hoops that you believe? Why do we have to wait for another year to actually see that trial start?
1: Oh, i uh, It's actually only uh, another three months, so uh, May of 2021,
0: not 2022. (laughs) I I time-traveled in my own mind. My apologies. So this is coming up right away. uh, Sorry about that.
1: But, but, hey, I'm not a patient guy either. Every day we know too many people in Alberta are diagnosed with cancer and, and pass away from it. So in my mind, every day is too many days. So I'm with you.
0: So why is all the money needed? Because surely something this exciting would have drug companies lined up. If if this, you know, potentially could be a a major cure uh, for some forms of cancers, why wouldn't they be lined up? Why do you need the extra cash?
1: Well, the reality is that to bring us to this point, it's taken, you know, many millions of dollars and, and many years of effort. And it's a very expensive process. And this may surprise you, but the whole biomedical industry is actually quite risk-adverse. They'd rather make another aspirin-like drug or make another me-too drug than actually try something that is truly novel and, and truly new. So to actually get a, a new idea, a first-in-class medication into the clinic, it means that it's a higher, higher risk and, and potentially much higher payoff. But investors in the pharmaceutical industry are kind of shy of that. Hmm. They'd rather go out uh, on a very short limb than a, than a longer limb. So
0: we're swinging. So they, they the want you to pay here. the bills first before they jump out, right?
1: Right. No, so, okay. So if we get this into clinical trials
0: and we're showing some
1: benefit in those first volunteers that sign up here in, in Edmonton and at the University of Alberta, then, you know, for sure we're going to have a lot of interest. And in fact, you know, there are there are entities that are already watching us very closely and have expressed interest and they're basically saying, you know, uh, talk to us in six months. But to take that leap right now when this is an, uh, an absolutely new drug target based on n- new kinds of research. And again, there's not a lot of expertise in the world on this. There's only five teams working on it. So it's not as if this is uh, the highway of 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 cancer research this is really a backroads of cancer research so there are you know reasons what? why the the volunteers and the donors were absolutely essential to getting it here
0: You know what, as as I've talked to some of those donors and volunteers and people who have been uh, promoting this as something worth putting money toward, Uh, they're the ones in a lot of cases that have sort of grabbed onto that. This is a a very high potential to be a cure for a lot of cancers. Uh, Is that too much to, to believe? I know you have to sort of couch it on the side of caution a little bit, but are they out to lunch when they say that? Is it overly hopeful? no it, this is a very promising uh, avenue of of inquiry. I've been
1: involved in cancer research now for twenty five years. I've been running profiles and and participating in in these kind of research activities for my whole career and of all of the things that I've done, this is the most exciting thing that we've tried yet. so no, I mean <laughs> I lose sleep over it at night because I think of. The fact that if this helps people, you know the huge impact this could have. Yeah. But the reality is, you know, this is very promising. It's very exciting, but right now it just means that it's the best idea I've ever seen. It doesn't mean I'm right. And unfortunately, no, but that's I mean, pretty good. You know, well, it's, it's yeah, it is pretty good. But you've got to <laughs> understand, you know, in my career I've been around long enough to be wrong. And uh, the way that we we decide whether something's of value or not is we actually test it so the difference between us and between you know other other ways of looking at health is that we actually have to prove that we're absolutely safe and, and yes. that we have demonstrated
0: benefit in people i think you're i hope you're right i'm gonna i'm gonna bank on you being right this time and i can't wait to see if that comes to fruition dr john Mackey, been a pleasure talking to you thank you so much good luck with this
1: Well, thanks so much, and again, thanks to the donors and the University of Alberta and Brent Sake and the people that uh, volunteered their time and energy at the world's longest hockey game. Agreed.
0: Dr. John Mackey joining us this afternoon, Daryl. When you listen to uh, what Dr. Mackey is saying and the potential, the possibility, it's it's hard not to get excited about it. But also, we know that this this uh, research and uh, you know the the battle against cancer has been going on for so long. It's almost like you don't want to get your hopes up too You're far. You're afraid to, absolutely. To, yeah, yeah, you you yeah. you are. But boy, oh boy, this is a news and the constant amazing work that's coming out of uh, the U of A is just unbelievable uh, day after day, week after week, month after month.